Okay, we begin today's today's focus is on purity of speech, on lashon hara, and then on mesil sisharim. We'll uh, talk about a topic in mesil sisharim, but just to, to start with purity of speech, the you know one of the reasons that we speak lashon hara. One of the reasons why a person um, has trouble keeping his mouth to himself um, is um, one of the reasons is motzi motzira mitzora. The mitzora is the is what happens to someone who speaks lashon hara. Someone who speaks lashon hara usually um, he is being motzi ra. He has bad within himself. He has hurt, we'll call it within himself, or he has negativity within himself. And that negativity comes out onto somebody else. Right? It's something we speak about a lot, um, how um, it's never the person who you're claiming to have a problem with. It doesn't mean that you can't have a problem with some people. People sometimes are problematic. Sometimes people are difficult, but based on your um, yourself, based on what you're going through yourself, is going to be the cause of whether it's the negativity, whether it's the anger, whether it's the judgment. When a person is able to really work on himself, as the prayer um, goes, um, that Hashem, we ask Hashem uh, to grant me. The um, serenity, thank you, Avi. The serenity to accept the people I can't change, right? Because if I know I can't change someone, right? Like we say many times, when you see a cat meowing, you're not upset that the cat is meowing. How come the cat is not barking? Because you know that the cat meows. So therefore, you don't expect the cat to change. But when you expect your mother to change, when you expect your father to change, when you expect your roommate to change, when you expect your spouse to change, when you expect dot, dot, dot to change, so then I don't have serenity. So when I accept and I say, Hashem, help me accept the, the people who um, I can't change, which is basically who? Nobody. You can't change anybody. And the courage to change the person who I could change, right? And the wisdom to know the difference between the two, and that is myself. I'm the one who can change myself, if, uh, if I could change myself. As Rabbi Yisrael Salanter says, one of the hardest things to do is to change yourself, to change one midah, let alone to change your entire self, to change one midah that you have. It's the hardest, harder than... Harder than learning all of Shas. Imagine, imagine how hard it is for you to learn, right? And to become this person who learns all day. So imagine how hard that is. Now it's even harder than that. But, I don't know if it's but, the, 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 when we focus on others, it gets even a double frustrated. Why when we focus on others is it even doubly frustrated? Because not only can I change the person who I'm trying to change. I'm not investing in changing myself. So I end up 
that I'm losing from this end and I'm losing from that end. Because if I actually could change my mother or I could change my father, I could change someone else and I'm focusing on changing them, okay, at least, at least I could get there. But what happens is when a person is totally focusing on other people, so you're wasting um, your effort in the, wrong, in the wrong place. Okay, question, comments on that? And then we'll do a halacha, all of us together. Any question or comments, please, on what I just said. Oh wow! Yes, uh, are you? Find something. Uh, like it's very easy to find like basic things that are wrong with yourself. Like for almost everything. Okay. Like, once you get past that layer, though, how how do you like delve deeper and find like the hidden things that are bothering you? And let's say you're, you said a motzi rock. You know, you're, you're you say asher rock because you're bothered about something. Off the top of my head, I have a few things that bo- that bother me about myself. Right. Right. But I'm I'm working on those. Nice. When, and and uh, when I have a moment of clarity where I'm like, oh, I feel like today I did a good day and I worked on everything, I did very well. Nice. I still say lesson hara. Nice. And like, how, there has to, there's great things. How, how would I take great. out these hidden Beautiful. things to start working on them too? Beautiful. Beautiful, are you? Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, one, one example is that when you see something in someone else that is really a hug and a kiss from Hashem, like we have in the entrance. You saw the key of the entrance what we wrote? You'll see. Here's a, a picture of the Chavetz Chaim. You'll read what we wrote over there. When we see a person um, having something uh, negative, um, it's a really a hug and a kiss from Hashem to really um, guide us within ourselves. So that's one way. That's one way that a person could do it. Um, when you get married to Mir Hashem, that'll be the greatest way to see how much you have to work on. Because when you're a bacher, you could think you're a big tzaddik and your roommate's the problem. And then you get married, you're like, you're like, what happened? I thought I was this big tzaddik and suddenly I got married and I became this big Russia or I became this, this uh, what? You caused me to Right, right. My wife caused me to have all this anger. What happened? Oy, what a terrible woman. Exactly. Very good, Yisrael. No, she didn't cause you anything. You have road rage. You have marriage rage, right? Do they say that, Yuda? They have that in the uh, marriage. People are irritably, I'm sure they have a diagnosis of that. He's irritably married. No, you're irritable. You're, it's like road rage. You're, you're raged, that's all. It's not your wife. It's not your wife. So yeah, so that's one of the ways for a person to, uh, to doubt. Akiva, I'm coming to you soon. So you gotta be, think, you gotta body sharp. I don't know if you guys know who's in the base medrash now. Um, I don't want to praise him too much, um, but uh, there's a there's a, a holy Jew who's from the uh, from the be- beginning beginnings of the yeshiva, from the from the foundations of this yeshiva, person who's worked on himself. Um, uh, uh, if you want to know what it is to work on yourself, uh, his name is uh, Akiva Koltai. Um, he's, uh, he went to Waterbury also. Um, he was here. He's married, Baruch Hashem. And uh, it's an honor. He's a person, just to tell you, in the, in the, I don't know if anyone knows him, but in the old, in the second to old base medrash, um, I'll never forget the, um, he was one of these guys who was here late at night. And he didn't start off that way. Uh, like many of you here, uh, you don't start off, looking 
and being that way. And he would be in the base medrash late at night, uh, saying Tehillim, learning Torah, working on himself. So when I see, you know, when I see someone like Akiva, uh, it's very, very inspiring for me. It gives me a lot of strength uh, when I see Akiva Koltai. So it's great to have you here. Akiva Yosef at Tzadik. Um, yeah, Simcha, go. Uh, so now that we're not able to, you know, change anything in, in someone else, what are you right. supposed to do, like, going forward? Like, you know, there's a problem every time hmm. you, know, you come home, your sister or brother, whatever it is. Right. What are you supposed to do? Right. You know, you can't change it. Right. How are you supposed to go forward? Right. You, you learn. You what? You can't change it. No, I know. Yes. I know. But saying, you think that you have the power to be able to change it the way you want Right. Yeah, the the change in someone else is not your responsibility. The 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 you you're, you're the focus the focus needs to be simcha. Um, going home could be challenging for people. Um, it depends. It depends how. It depends how hard it is for a person going home. It depends the expectations. A lot of times, I tell people, you know, well, every time I speak to my mother, blah blah blah. blah. Every time I speak to my father. So sometimes, sometimes. You, you might need to take a break from that sometimes. Sometimes a person has to take a break from being home. It's very good sometimes to be away and to disconnect. Oh, go, 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 right. So that's no, sometimes that's number one. Sometimes you just need to stay away and to work on yourself. Number two is you could learn. You could learn a lot from whatever triggers you from your family. Families... Are, are very good for people if you're ready for that. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm bedafka saying that. I do, not, I do not think that it's always good for someone to be home and to go home if, if it's too much for them. I think that, that, um, that it's very good to go home if you can sort of be a, a scientist going home and say, okay, I'm here to learn about myself. You know, I'm here to learn what's triggering me, what's getting me, what's bothering me, um, and to a- act as good as you can. Say, but why when my sister does X, Y, Z, why when my brother does this, why when my father does this, does this bother me? And the reason it bothers you is because, because you have that in you, whether you like to admit that or not, but something, it's hard. That's why it's hard to go home. That's why it's hard to be home sometimes. Yes. It means you have that in you. Whatever it might be, I don't know. I don't know what an example would be. If you would give me a live example, I'll, I'll tell you how you have that. People don't want to hear that, but that's, but that's I mean, the truth. I'm saying something that's like you know, everyone. Let's say you go, you go to your friend or something like that, and everyone that you know goes to this house for Shabbos gets annoyed by this certain thing. So right. what are you supposed to do? You can't just avoid that in your own life. Again, what, what do you, what do you mean? Let's say you go and that person likes calling you out or whatever it is and everyone gets annoyed by that. Like, what do you mean by everyone? Everyone. You know, Why does it matter that everyone... I'm, I'm, I'm no, because it's not just something that's like, oh, it's you know, your personal thing that you might you know, struggle with. It could be everyone else's struggle with it. Also. Maybe it's everyone's personal thing. Okay, but I'm saying when there's more people, it's like... It's validating. What? It's validating that it's them, not me. No, 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 that it's them, not me. No, but I'm saying it's not just a problem that's like, oh, it's a tiny little problem. If 
everyone's thinking it, then it's like, you know, maybe there's something wrong with it. Maybe it's wrong, something wrong with everybody. Right. Yeah. It's not logic. That's the truth. Okay, okay but what is the purpose? So what do you want? So, so what's the question? So what's the question? So why am I there? So why am I there? You're being forced? So I said there's certain times where you don't be with your family. So don't be with your family. Sometimes, yes. Yes. If every time you're sitting there, you're getting angry at your father, you're getting angry at your mother, and you're saying things, and it's bad for you, and it's isn't that, why don't, then don't do it. Let's say you're holding back. You know, you hold back. Good. So if you're holding back, then you take notes. I don't mean at the Friday night table, take yeah. notes, but you take notes. You take notes. By the way, I just want to mention what Simcha is saying about it bothers everyone. It's one of the reasons why Lashon Hara is so dangerous with, with, with a few people also. Why? Because if I have a taina on somebody and I think this person is a certain way and then another person also feels the same way about that person and we discuss it, you know what that does? It validates that it's not me, it's them. When it's me against you, when it's me against you, right? If I say, if I feel about Yankel that he's a egomaniac, so then I have a challenge to say, is it me or is it Yankel? Maybe it's me. But then I speak to another person and he says, oh, he's an egomaniac. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. What that does is, is it takes it away from it being me. And that's a big problem. So if you're talking just Menachem and Simcha, if you guys are talking about, you know, why am I finding myself in a circumstance that's always bad for me, that's challenging me, that's a question on you. Like I say when it comes to Lashnara, every time, what do I do when I'm at a dining room table, I'm at a kitchen table, I'm at a lunch, blah, 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 and I'm hearing Lashnara. Well, why did you sit down next to those people? I always find myself. You don't find yourself. You go places. And you end up going to where you decide to go. Sometimes, yes, we, we end up bumping into someone who's toxic for us. But if you're constantly in a place that the person is there, and it could be sometimes your parents. I know it might not be uh, a nice thing to say, but sometimes a father, sometimes a mother, sometimes a sibling, sometimes a circumstance could be toxic for you. Could, it could be that it's toxic. And in a situation like that, okay, so maybe, maybe we'll talk privately. I'm not sure specifically what, what, what example. Like, like he feels is objectively wrong. There's no objectively wrong. That's what I'm saying. Is that objectively wrong? Okay, so that, good. That's a great example. If someone's always putting you down, ask yourself a very simple question. Why am I always in the presence of that person who's putting you down? Why am I having a conversation with someone who's putting me down? That, that's what, so what? So what? Yes, don't speak. Yes, yes. I'm saying it publicly. It's being recorded. Yes, if it's a parent. And I'm saying it about a parent also. Yes, if someone, if you're in a relationship where you're constantly being abused by the person, the kasha is not on the person. The kasha is on you. And that includes, ready for this one? That includes your wife. And it includes your husband for, 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 for you know, people who listen to it. It's the same thing, yes. If you are in a relationship... Now we're going, I don't mean to say the, the word, but I'm going to say the word. 
This is codependence 101. This is codependence 101. If you keep on finding, and we're all codependent, but I'm saying this is very heavy, guys, and this is true, whether you like it or not. If you constantly find yourself in, a, in a, an abusive relationship consistently, the kasha is on you, it's not on the abuser. The kasha is on you. Now, if I'm 11 years old, or I'm 8 years old, and I'm a child, and I'm in my parents' home, you're powerless. You're, pa- thank you. you're powerless. What, what am I supposed to do? You're stuck. But nobody here, I'm not talking to a bunch of 11-year-olds. I'm talking to mature adults who could say, if my mother, and I know this might not be um, you know, correct to talk like this, if my mother, yeah, if your mother abuses you on the phone every time you talk to her, you have to challenge yourself and say, why am I talking to my mother? Yeah, and I'm not getting into key, but I'm, okay, but I'm saying, good. But I'm saying, but if it's not good for me, and it's hurting me, I have to be careful with that. I have to limit the conversation. I have to say, okay, I'm calling to say good job. I have to be able to create the boundaries that I need to create to get to where I need to get to. So Ruby says that basically you could even overcome Kibbut Again, you'll get to Kibbut Aveim. Don't worry about Kibbut Aveim, you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah, so we are blah. I agree with Rashiba. Yeah, you know, you know. You. I just want to ask, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. We're not on that. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan was not was not us, and we're not on that level. And you'll get to that level, but we're not. We're definitely not on that level. We're we, we're on the level that we need to be honest with who we are. We have to be honest with our feelings, and we have to. And if and if a person could handle it, then he can handle it. Then he's fine. But we're talking about somebody who can't handle it. Yes. I'm feeling a lot of care. Okay. Just want to share from just the way Rebbe's speaking. So you know that 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 Rebbe's very committed to um, letting me know that I'm in control of my life and that and that I'm not a victim of circumstance. And if there's somebody causing me pain, we don't have to get lost in the details of the bloodline or or heritage. Like if you're in pain and you don't want to be in pain, so then walk out. You know, and that and that I'm an adult and that that's something which I can do, which I forget. So. So thank you. Um, and I wanted to mention that um, I find that for me many times, and I have to kind of be in a calm place to do this. So sometimes I got to first kind of relax and like, okay, is, 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 this, is this a feeling? Is this a thought? Kind of like get down to what's bothering me before I can get here. But like in this situation, right, where it's, okay, he's hurting me and I don't want to be hurt. Oh, but Rebbe's saying not to talk to my brother, but I still want to talk to my brother. So like, what do I do? So I find it's very helpful to kind of be like, so with the awareness that I cannot change anybody, so what, what is it that I want, right? So the question of what do I do? It's like, so where do I drive? Well, where do you want to drive to? So if I'm aware that I can't change my brother and now I'm going to say, okay, what is it that I want? Okay, well, I can't change him. So what I would want is that I have an easier time stepping away when it gets too hard. 
What I want is that I can be assertive and that I could express to him that this is hard for me. What I want is that at the Shabbos table, I want to be confident enough to say, hey, this is a little bit uncomfortable or it's Lashon Hara. Like, okay, now we have direction. And it removes all the drama. Like, I find that as well. Like, a lot of that, the, the intensity, it's just like, you know, and we talk a lot about this in, keep, in uh, Keeping It Real, represent, that it's not about right, wrong, good, bad. Where do I want to get to? And what do I got to do to get there? So, that is something to say. That's probably, uh, yes, it is good. Thank you, Yes, I think it is important to focus on what you want. I think the Nakuda, again, is is that I can't change that person. I think that that's what what hurts us a lot. What hurts us is that we keep on wanting it to change. That's why we never even get to what I want. Because we're in that world of like, okay, it's going to be different this time. This time it's going to be different. This time it's going to be different. But it's not different. And it's accepting that this is the person who they are and learning to deal with that. Learning to deal with that. Learning to deal with that. This is, and and I just want to say something, right? This is very key. Your mother, let's talk about a mother and a father. Your mother, your mother's not changing so fast. Your father's not changing so fast. Nobody's changing so fast. No one's changing so fast. So, so the, the quicker you accept that they're not changing, the more, and this is what Yehuda was saying, I can then focus on me. I can then focus on me. And I think that that's what, I think that's what we want. A lot of times what we want, um, and then I'll get a question comes on this and I want to start the halacha. A lot of times what we want is we want that childhood that we never had. And we keep on going back to the Shabbos table or we keep on going back home and we keep on going somewhere to get something that we're never going to get. Now again, if you're 11 years old, you might get it. If you're 14 years old, you might still get it. But when you're already 18, 19, 20 and you sort of graduated and you're sort of done and your next phase, and I've said this to you guys many times, from now until 21, 22, 23, what you're building is you're building your home. You're not, you're not healing the home of your, of your family. It's now time for you to build your home because you're not going to be that child who you think you were missing whatever you're missing that you're going to get. It's not going to happen. And the older you get, the, 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 more cha- you know, the further away you are from being that 8-year-old kid, that 11-year-old kid, that 4-year-old kid who needed something from mommy. If every time I call my mother, I need something from her and I'm not getting it, again, the kasha is on you. It's not on your mother. The kasha is on, your, is on you. It's not on your father. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that my father should dot, 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 and my mother should dot, dot, dot. But, but what you're doing is you're setting yourself up from the get-go for uh, failure, basically. That's all. It's a lack of living in reality. You're not living in reality. Very good. Well said. Exactly. You're not. Beautiful. I like that. You're not living in reality. Because the reality is cats meow. And when I say cats meow, that means the reality is, is that you've had that conversation with your mother 7,000 times. You've had that conversation with your father 7,000 times. And it's not going to change. Just like the cat is not going to start barking. 
Like Yisrael is saying, that is reality. And sometimes, some people say like, oh, that's not fair, but I wish this, I wish that. Yeah, okay, good. I, yes, I agree, yes. But, but that's like Yisrael is saying, that's not reality. The reality is, is that my mother is not going to ask me how I'm doing. She's going to need me to, to, to figure out how she's doing. That's what she does. That, I'm not talking about my mother. I'm saying, that's, I'm giving that as an example, right? That's, that, that's what's going to happen every time, 10 out of 10. So why are you angry? Why are you angry? You're just not in reality. Matis. I'm not, we're not talking about blame. First of all, good, 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 good ha'ara. I'm not saying blaming. We're not saying blaming. It's, 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 it's who, who am I responsible for? Not, not who's blaming. I'm not talking about whose fault it is. That's a whole separate conversation. Um, it, it, it could be that it is the parent's fault, but we're not, we're not, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. Right? Because it could be your grandfather's fault. Right? Right? That's the old story, right? Oh, well, my mother's the way my mother is because her father's like that. My father's the way my mother. Right? That's that. But, we, you know, that's like what Simcha was asking the other day, right? Uh, hurt people, hurt people. So what about the, hurt, the person who's the herder? We're not talking about whose fault it is. We're talking about reality. Reality is when I pick up the phone, that's the way the conversation is going to go. Okay, well, I like this. Zach. Um, this was on what brother was saying before. Yeah. Rebbe was saying the motive of someone speaking Lashon Hara is validation. Yes. This is the, so the motive of speaking Lashon Hara is really that I'm, I want to change somebody else. I want to change someone else. I don't accept who people are. I don't accept people with flaws. I, I, I expect them to change. I want them to change. Um, but it's really that I'm outside of my own change of myself. I want him to change. I want her to change. I want them to change. My whole world is outward. It's not inward. And then my question is, how can someone get that validation in a healthy, not much in way? Okay, beautiful. Oh, what, what do you mean? What do you mean in a... Like, let's say, I'm talking out about this person, so I get validated that I'm not the one who thinks that way. How can you do that in a not much in way to get that validation? That I feel a way about somebody? Yeah. Meaning, if I feel a certain way about somebody, that what? Yeah, right. So you can, good, good. You can, you can, you can, um, yeah, it's a little bit hard. You have to first realize that it's, uh, that it's you. And um, that, uh, you have to start off that I'm not speaking Lashon Hara. And that I have something going on inside of me, like Shu was saying. Whether you have a Rebbe, you have a close friend who, you know, you could talk to Yaakov Koko, mm-hmm. right? You could speak to somebody. You could speak to, you could speak to a lot of the Hevra here. Yeah. yeah. You, could speak to, you could speak to people who, who you know you're not going to speak, who they're not going to speak Lashon Hara. You know, that's, that's, uh, um, and you could say, I'm, I'm, that's not my point. I, yes, I know, Judah. I, um, um, Binyamin, Binyamin Brumer, of course, you could speak to that. Correct. Correct. I don't want to start, the reason, Judah, the reason I didn't want to do that is because there, there are other people here who I would point out, and it could be I talked about everybody here, because the truth is, Baruch Shem, all, all the chevra who's here who learns the Hilchas Lashon Hara, the truth is you probably could, just we'll get dangerous if we start li- listing off people. Because um, I don't want to exclude anyone, and, and it's chas not to the, anyone's exclusion. 
You know, what's incredible about this um, and what I love about talking about this is that we're talking about something that's so basic and something that's so simple and something that's so true, but it's so important and it needs to be hazard over like a million times over and over because the nature is uh, the ego and the nature is, is that we're not focused on ourselves as much as we need to be focused on ourselves. And we, we naturally are pulled into everyone else's world. We naturally get, get, uh, get, um, you know, get drawn into everybody else's world. And we're not, we're not focused on ourselves so much as much as we, we, we need to be. And I think that's really the cause. The cause is that what's sad about Lashon Hara, probably the biggest sad thing about Lashon Hara is the fact that it's not so much what you're doing to the person you're speaking Lashon Hara about, but more what you're doing to yourself when you speak Lashon Hara. You make yourself so small. You make yourself so, so, you know, um, so, um, so low in the fact that you're spending your time and your energy and your mental energy and everything on someone else's world. It's like very degrading to yourself. In a certain way, it's worse, really, what you're doing to yourself than what you're doing to somebody else. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Judah and then Shua, yeah. Um, I think it's, is it possible for a person who's very secure in himself to say Lashon Hara, or is it like a. Because I feel like Lashon Hara stems from self hate. Yes. 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 Correct, correct. Right, so, so the morale says that there's actually four people who are considered dead. I mean, the, the morale doesn't say this. The Chazal say there are four people who are considered dead, even though they're alive. A blind person, a person, Rachmanus, without children, um, a, a Mitzorah, Right? And the fourth one is uh, someone who's very poor. And the morale explains why are they considered dead. Because being alive means that I'm a, I'm a giver. I'm someone who's living to, to be able to give because I have everything that I have and I want to share. Someone who's only taking and taking and taking is the epitome of someone who's dead. Why? Because someone who's dead can't give. They're, they're, they need... Right, everyone to take care of them. So the blind person. Now, of course, there are, there are exceptions to this, but this is the, listen to the depth of it. The blind person needs other people to help him. You know, walk around, whatever they have to do. The person who Rachmanus doesn't have children, so so they don't have who to give to. Somebody who's poor always needs someone to take from. And the mitzora, right? The mitzora is what is because someone who speaks Lashon Hara. And someone who, the Mitzorah, a, 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 a leprosy, if that's what it is, the Mitzorah. Why, Judah? Because someone who speaks Lashon Hara, their security of who they are is coming from where? From someone else. I need someone else to make me feel good. I need someone else to give me the validation, whether it's not even that I'm talking about, about someone. I need someone else to talk to to say, oh, wow, he's so cool, he could put that guy down. But a person, right, you ever meet a really, really secure person, right, who doesn't need to say anything? What do I need to talk? 
I don't even have to say anything. Sometimes a person starts talking is because they're trying to like, you know, you know, make noise. They're trying to be, create value, to be acknowledged. Still waters, as the Svasema says, still of Asr, his life teeth runs very, very deep. The quieter a person is, the deeper a person. I'm not talking about a person who's afraid to talk because of their insecurities or whatever it is. That's, that's a different thing. But someone who doesn't feel that they have to talk, as the, as the Ramchal says, we'll have to go to the Ramchal in a second, Ramchal says, is the Elan, the, 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 the tree that bears no fruit makes a lot of noise. The tree that bears no fruit makes a lot of noise. The, tr- the tree that has a lot of fruit doesn't have to make any noise. Because when you have a lot to you, you don't have to say anything. When you have nothing to you, you have to talk a lot. You have to say a lot because otherwise I'm worried I'm not going to be heard because I'm, I'm empty inside. Right? That's the, uh, the muscle of the, the push, right? This is the Gemara. The Gemara says the, 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 the fuller the pushka, the more money's in here, the less noise it makes when you shake it. If there's nothing in here, right? It doesn't make as much noise. If there was one, let's see what's in here. Let's see if it works. This isn't, this isn't so full. Oh, there's actually nothing in here. Okay, there's nothing in here. That's a good kasha. Why is it making it? Okay, good. I guess you have to have something. A little something, a little. Right? If you have a little quarter in the pushka, it makes a lot of noise. He's talking a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Is because he's empty. He's empty. Yeah, right. The little dog. He's got it right. Right, 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 right. Exactly. But the big dog doesn't have to bark at all because everyone's like, right, the lion. I always had that. The lion. Right? The lion. Just seeing the lion is, whoa. Okay, beautiful. Judah. Beautiful. Love it. Yeah, sure. Okay, we're going to have to do a halacha. Yeah. Right. And uh, number two is that you're keeping your focus away from yourself. Right. And, and I wrote down number three is that you're investing energy right. that has no return whatsoever. Right. You're giving something out of yourself nice. that nice. you never get back. It's like Be- beautiful. filling the cup before it overflows. Beautiful. And I guess that's something we have to ask ourselves. And then Yehuda was talking about getting the things you want in life, whether it's wrong, whether it's right. But you, you get it because you want it. You're going to invest right. it. Right, I beautiful. Right, right. 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 What's my return? Beautiful. Zero return. It's the opposite. All return. One of the things, Shua, thank you. One of the things, Shua, I just want to say, and I, I want everyone to hear this, it hit me. Um, I think a few years ago, um, when you invest in yourself, you can do, you can only, you'll only gain. When you invest energy in other things, it could be you'll lose. When I invest in myself, I invest in me, I can never lose. It's only a gain. And it's so funny the way you're saying that, Shua, is that even if I'm speaking about somebody else, but if I'm speaking about somebody else because I'm trying to understand myself, and I know that it's not them, and I know it's me, and I sit there and I have a deep conversation and say, why do I not like this guy? What's wrong with me? Not what's wrong with him. 
Why does this guy bother me so much? It bothers me so much that this guy bothers me. And you really are doing it like that? That is investing in yourself. And that's not Lashon Hara. That's not Lashon Hara. Obviously, you can't sit around with a bunch of people and say, why does that guy bother me? But if you pick a person, whether it's a close friend, someone who knows the halachas, a Rebbe, therapist, whoever it might be, and you talk to them and say, what? what is wrong with me? Why does my sister bother me so much? Why is my brother? Why is my mother? Why is my father? Why is my roommate? What's wrong with me? Then you're gold. That's gold. Beautiful Shua. Shua seems Beautiful. Okay, I want to do some halacha. I know we have a lot of questions here. Go, Yisrael. And then I want to do a piece in the Sils Sharm for two minutes. Yeah, go. I was going to say about how like, I was focusing on the flaws of other people. Yes. And that doing that and, is, and the validating that is just like propagating this idea that like because we have this feeling that it's not okay to be the way we are with our flaws. Nice. When we're talking about other people's flaws and, and bashing them, especially if we hear nice. that it's bad, like we're just we're just propagating this idea that it's not okay to be beautiful. like comfortable. Love it. That's yourself. one of the things I have beautiful. That's one of the what you saw saying, correct I think I, I've said this before and it's one of my favorite things of so what that, that guy is uh, has has flaws. What's wrong with the fact that he has flaws? So what? Clearly you have a problem with that. Correct. So, so it's because you're not allowed to have flaws. Because if we accept, this is what you're saying, right? Yeah. So Because if we accept, there's a whole different point in Lashnara that I love. And I love to say this, but Yisrael is you know, bringing this point out. Is that, so what's wrong if he has a flaw? Why does that bother you? Oh, because you're not allowed to have flaws. No, you are allowed to have flaws. I have flaws. <laughs> you have flaws. We all have weaknesses. So what's the big deal that that guy has a weakness? He'll work on himself, he'll this, whatever it is. So that's also very, very, very true. Okay, thank you. Beautiful. Okay. You know, yeah, okay, we have two more. Let's, yeah. Yeah, I wanna, yeah, yeah no problem. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. You said yesterday about, that a lot of times, you said yesterday about that we could find healing in, you know, marriage or children for yes. in certain aspects of our yes. lives. Yes, yes. Um, and you said earlier this in the shir that a lot of times we want the Shabbos table we never had. And right, stuff right, like that. right. Can you technically heal something like that through your own Shabbos table when you're married with your A million wife? percent. Okay. okay. Was, if we could put that on the side. That was just no, I love it. I love what you're asking. If for, I'm not put, I, I love what you're saying because it's very deep. What Shlomi is saying, Kedarko, that it's uh, um, how to, how to uh, synthesize and um, bring together these two points. I want to talk about it. Maybe, maybe tomorrow we'll talk about it, how you go about that. Like, what, what, how does that look? What, what, what's the deal with that? Okay, beautiful. Yes, this idol. What if the reason that they're bothering you is because they're jealous? So what, they're jealous? You. Yeah, so it's not you, it's them. Okay, whatever the reason is, meaning, good, it could be. It could be they're jealous, okay? And therefore, I'm saying, good. So they have a, I'm, I get jealous too. We all get jealous. It's one of the three biggies. Hakina v'atayim v'akavad. It's a biggie. And I, meaning, well, going on what Yisrael's point was, and I never get jealous, I get jealous, so they get jealous. It's accepting that. It's accept, that's one way of getting around it. So what? I also have jealousy. They have jealousy. We're all human. So why am I beating them up in my mind or in my heart? Because they have jealousy. I also have jealousy. It's ego. It's I'm better than them. 
It's pushing them down. Okay, Nisanal and Shleiman. Thank you, guys. Amazing. Okay, let's do a halacha. Beautiful. Let's do a halacha. Great, great togetherness over here. Page 131, day 48. Somebody who is no longer alive. Yes, you are not allowed to talk about someone who's dead. Just as it is us to talk about a Jew who is alive, so too you're not allowed to talk about a Jew who is no longer alive. This is a great example. My three-year-old nephew takes after my wife's grandfather whom he's named after. He is very self-centered. What a nice statement to say. This is Lashon Hara about the deceased grandfather. So it's not only people who are alive, but even people who are dead, we're not allowed to speak Lashon Hara about. Hashem will help us all. What? It must be this generation. It's a three-year-old son. Yeah, right, right, right. Three-year-old son, right, right. Yeah, right. Okay, good. Let's, yes, Yehuda. That's fine. No, but that's positive stuff. Okay, you have to be careful. Yeah, you can't. You don't want to eulogize, be mosped someone, and, and yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah, you can't. You can't uh, make fun of someone when. The, yeah, it's very people. Yeah, go, Arye. There's a comment on uh, when you're not in touch with reality. Um, it, it's just very, very dangerous when you're not. You look at like the transgender ideology, or like, Correct. Uh, like just accept. That. Correct. Because, like if you're not in right. reality, right. it could get dangerous to the point where it affects Correct. the world. Well said. Especially when everyone else correct. is validating that this exactly. reality correct. is correct. Reality. Well, correct. Correct. Well, the whole entire uh, Hollywood and and uh, internet. Twitter, dot, 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 social media is all built on non-reality. And when people are living in that world, then you wonder why they have trouble living in the reality that, that they have here. Okay. Um, let's just learn just because we said we're going to learn it. I'm dedicating this. Moshe, I don't know what, what uh, if this is your, uh, if, if you're going to be here tomorrow. You might be here tomorrow. I'm not sure. Um, but... Uh, uh, one of the things in your song, I just want to end off with this in Mesil's Yisharim, um, that uh, Tov, what is Tov? I just want to talk about what Tov is, what good is. Because Ramchal says something very powerful. He says, Kirak zehu hatov. The only Tov that ultimately is, is the Tov of connecting to Hashem. And I want to just explain what that means because that makes people nervous when they say, wait, what does that mean? The only way for me to have good is for me to connect to Hashem? What does that mean? You know, I want to live a life where I can eat and drink and live in this world um, also. How is that the ultimate, ultimate good? Right? That's a good question. Meaning, why is that the ultimate good? I want to, I'm put in this world and I want to enjoy this world. I want to enjoy this world. I want to get good out of this world. How could it be the only good, the ultimate good? And he says, Ramchal says, It's all emptiness and deceptive worthliness. So just to explain a little bit, it's not the forum now. We have a few minutes, but I just want to explain one way of understanding that. And that is like this. When a person's pursuit in life is physicality and a person's pursuit in life is gashmias, is food, is drink, is comfort, 
And that's his whole entire um, uh, purpose trying to gain. That's the world that we live in right now, which is called your chasing. Someone who chases is usually an addict. Addictions are very popular nowadays because we live in a world of everyone chasing. People are chasing money. So I'm never satisfied because I'll never have money. When's the last time you met a guy who made $5 million, $10 million and said, okay, great. I made my $10 million, put it in the bank and go learn all day. Why is someone who gets 10 million, he wants 20 million? Because he's chasing, he's not satisfied. Oev kesev, lo yizba kesev. Somebody who chases money will never be satisfied. Why, why is the guy who's drinking alcohol, he keeps on drinking? Why when you go to a wedding, does the guy have to, that's why I'm into shot glasses. Why do I have to fill up a cup this big, and while I'm drinking that cup, my hand is on the bottle for the second and third and the fourth and fifth? Because I'm chasing. Why are people not happy? The reason people are not happy is because they're chasing. They're chasing happiness. They're chasing, 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 chasing. And the more you chase the physical, the more you'll never, ever, ever have it. So we're not supposed to try to get rich. We should try to have just enough. So again, it's all, exactly. It's all, it's all what, what you're chasing. It's not how much money you have. It's, not, it's what you're chasing. But when it comes to Ruchnius, yes. Right. Right. That what? Oh, beautiful. You're on the Chamar. Beautiful. They say he rides. Exactly. Very good. Very good, Shua. The, the, the Mashiach rides on the donkey means the donkey in Hebrew is what? Chamar. Chamar is chomer, chumrius, physical. So in order for a person to enjoy this world, this is the irony, ready? And we'll end off with this. The irony of, of it all is what? Is that the guy whose pursuit, like you're saying, Aviel, is not money, he's the guy who appreciates money. The guy whose pursuit is not to, be, to, to get drunk, he's the guy who enjoys the drink. The guy whose pursuit is not to sleep all day, he's actually the guy who enjoys his sleep. So the irony is, as the Gra says, and I'll end off with this, the Vilna Gain says this, I could show it to anybody, you will never believe this. The Vilna Gain says, what the, what the person who, who is not running after his desires, he's not running after his desires, and he appreciates what he has, what he accomplishes in his simple appreciation, the one who's running after his desires will never, ever, 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 ever achieve. So the guy who spends his day, yoimam valayla, night and day, pursuing, pursuing, pursuing his desires will never reach what the simpleton accepts and appreciates what he has, what he, like that, like that. So what are we doing wrong? And that's what the Ramchal is teaching us. What the Masil Sharm teaches us is the ultimate good is, is right in front of us. The ultimate good is our relationship with Hashem. Hashem is where, as the Kutzker says, wherever you let Him in. So you know what that means? That means He's here, right with us, right now. As Shua was saying last week's parasha, Shal na'alecha mi'al raglecha, ki ha'makom asher is admas kodesh. Maybe you're already in that amazing relationship with Hashem. So maybe everything 
is already awesome. Maybe we don't realize how awesome it is already. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Have a wonderful first, amazing first day of the rest of your life.